The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Wimbet. Wimbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, Wimbet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. McKenney saw the run of Dest, and there he is, and Pulisic's in there! The United States make their move in Group B. Two draws have given them a platform from which to build, and now they're going all out for victory. Christian Pulisic unable to carry on, having scored the only goal of the game so far. And it goes, it's there to be fought for, and Godos. It's a Tolai edged on. Robinson loses out. They've got an opportunity here. Can they connect with it? It's Godos who tried his luck, but couldn't keep it down. And it might be a run. Iran nil, USA won the final score. You are listening to your World Cup round of 16 preview here. Focusing on the games happening on Saturday and Sunday. We'll be dropping a separate podcast looking at the games on Monday and Tuesday. This episode will see us cover the game between Holland and the USA. You are listening to the Soccer Gambling Podcast. and You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. They are at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And finally, you can follow my Twitter account. I am at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. The pin tweet on that Twitter account is currently the PL for the month of November from LockBetting.com, which was the 114th month in a row of Transparent Track Profit. Make sure you check it out before you sign up for the service for the month of December, where we look for the 115th month of Transparent Track Profit. So, We are going to start by looking at the Holland versus USA game. I spoke on the last podcast about how it was a phenomenal achievement what the USA had done, not only getting through to the round of 16 out of a tough group, but the way that they played. They haven't conceded a single goal from open play. They were the dominant team against England for the last half an hour. England were clinging on. They're very, very good at period in periods during the game against Iran, and they were very, very good in particular in the first half against Wales. But they are definitely not getting the credit that they deserve from the US media. I pulled up another clip from three idiots talking about the game, including Stephen A. Smith. I just wanted to add this on to the show so I could contradict it before I cover the game between Holland and the USA. So have a listen to this. Another one for you. How many goals did did Wales score without penalty kicks in the three games? Uh, from my understanding, Zero. one. That's it. On a penalty kick. They did yeah. not score oh, against England. you mean England. without they did penalty not... kick. They scored the penalty kick against that's the it. United States. That's it. That's it. 
Nothing. So in other words, we are going to have yeah. we're going to have the Today Show lead with this, and I'm going to have you come on and talk to Stevie and I, and tell me that I'm supposed to go because we beat Iran and we figured out a way to tie Wales and we got to the round of sixteen. No, 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 no. You guys, no, no, no. You have completely no, no, no. This is what you guys do, and that's not that's they got out of the group. You asked me if this was a success. You didn't ask me if I should celebrate and go all across and take a tour and have a celebration about beating Iran. That is not what the celebration is. The celebration is three games. How do you use the three games and manipulate them to your fat to, to the way you can do it to the best of your ability to get out of the group they did that and how did they do that they don't if they scored nine goals and still did the same thing it's still the same result there's a million ways to skin a cat they chose to defend first and score goals second that's what they've done they're out of the group you can't change the question the question was is this a success you didn't ask me, should we over-celebrate and set a tour for U.S. Iran? I'm not going to do that, because quite honestly, in the second half, it wasn't good enough. That's a different discussion. The real question was, is this a success? And unequivocally, the answer is yes. You got out of the group the same way England did. It does not yeah. matter. There's no, other, there's no other answer to this. Well, I will say this. I will say this. There are ways, there are various ways to look at this, Taylor. Like, for example... When you're the United States of America and you take into account other sports and what the expectation is, right? Obviously, Team USA Soccer doesn't have those yeah. expectations. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you get out of this round, all right? And you're going to be playing on Saturday where you're expected to be the underdog against the Netherlands. It's last time I checked, okay? So oh, yeah. we watched and then we look at these three games, okay? And you score one or two goals. You can't, you, you, you're impotent offensively, all right? You can't get it done. Can't, can't, can't really score. Don't have any kind of offense whatsoever. Nothing to brag at home about. Well, all right, you're correct from the standpoint, look, they're playing this weekend. They're playing this weekend. But the fact is, that's all we really, really have to look forward to. You know, they made it to the weekend. Because there are no expectations when it comes to this team. Because as we look at them, we see a multitude of teams that might be better. And more importantly, we see an inability for them to score. And as a result of it, we're saying, all right, okay, let's be patriotic and support the team. But we don't really believe. In, 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 in them being in, in, in the elite in any way. And that's where I'm coming from with it. That's all. But, I, I, but, but I, I'm happy for them. Well, I'm happy. Yeah, but I, I have no problem with that, Stephen A. I have no problem with that because they are an underdog. They thrive in the underdog role because nine out of ten times at this level, they are the underdog. They are the underdog. I'm not sitting here saying you should be really that confident about going into the Netherlands game. The sportsbook would tell you it's three to one odds for the United States to beat the Netherlands in 90 minutes. They're telling you what it is. However, the question was getting out of the group. Is that a success? The United States men are one of the best 16 teams in the world. And that is hard, as I said before, for America to accept. But the reality is the question is, was it a success? The answer is yes. There's no debate to that. There's no I'm debate. Gonna, I'm going to support Team USA. I'm going to support Team well, USA. Tanner, I'm going to support them. They were the I'm rooting for them. They were the 16th seed. They're the 16th seed, right? 16th best country in the world coming into this. Yeah, but but yeah, but hold on. Mad Dog, those 16, rankings 16. are honestly the no no. First off, the the piece of paper the, to my right of me on my desk is worth more than those rankings. In 2006, we were ranked we because I was on the team fifth in the world. 
We didn't get out of our group. Well, Those rankings for the United that's, States of America and the media, they look at it, it's fine. But honestly, it is the most convoluted process. I, they don't mean anything. I'll ask you a different way. I'll ask you a different way. If I asked a soccer fan, <gasps> should the U.S. have gotten out of the group, this group, the answer would have been yes. The answer so is 100%. They would so say why yes. is it a success? They did what they were supposed to do. All right, that doesn't make it a success. All right. I have nothing All right. to add. Now we'll because if they, they don't do what they were supposed to do, it's by definition a failure. Okay. That's okay. fair. You know what, Taylor? You were made for the show. Feisty, just like these two. I cannot believe this is the media coverage, this is the TV coverage you guys get of football, soccer over in the US. I actually sympathize with you guys. If you are passionate soccer fans, who know what you're talking about, know what you're watching, know what you're looking for, passionately follow the sport, then I genuinely sympathise that this is the shit that you need to listen to. So everybody's wrong. Even the guy defending the achievement is wrong where he's saying that the USA are an underdog nine times out of ten. The problem that USA have is they don't have enough difficult games and they aren't an underdog often enough. They play in CONCACAF and are often the favourite against inferior opposition. And when they come up against these types of opponents that they're facing in the World Cup, they do usually have a falsified ranking, such as being 16 now or being number five last time that he spoke about. And therefore, that's inflated by the easy opponents that they play against. And therefore, they find it difficult to make the step up. This time, they've made the step up. They've come up against Wales, the fact that they've drawn that game is by no means a terrible result. It doesn't matter how many goals Wales have scored. The fact is, is that this is a team who had international pedigree coming into this competition. They have the likes of Gareth Bale in their team. That's a player who's won the Champions League by himself. That's a player who's massively influential in the MLS Cup final. This is one of the great European players over the last decade. This is a player who helped Wales get to the semi-finals of Euro 2016. This is a Wales team that got out of their group at Euro 2020, which is difficult to do. So Wales had international pedigree coming into this. And it was a toss-up between USA and Wales as to who would qualify in this, from this group with England at the start. So by no means was a draw a poor result, especially when the USA outplayed Wales for large portions of that game. Then you come up against England. Nobody expected the USA to get a point against England. That was a phenomenal result, let alone for, for England to be shutting up shop and holding on for a draw with 30 minutes to go. That's a massive achievement for the US. That's, that shows me that the USA are well above where they needed to be. Now, a lot of people are looking at this USA team as a team who should be contenders at Euro 2026. That's what they're building towards. All these young players are better than that. They're maturer than that. They're more organised than that. They're a team who have only conceded one goal from open play so far. And in order to qualify, finally, for this round of 16, they had to beat Iran, a team that have only been beaten three times in the last 22 coming into that game. So these people, they have no idea what they're talking about. Yes, the world rankings aren't worth anything, but they weren't seedings. They were world rankings. Belgium were ranked number two and they're out. But I didn't see anybody alluding to the fact that USA have got further than Belgium and Germany and Uruguay in this tournament. So when you look at how USA have managed to qualify here, being undefeated, uh, which, which Brazil can't say, which Argentina can't say, which France can't say, which Spain can't say, which Portugal can't say, USA have got here undefeated. The match against Holland features two 
of the undefeated teams in the competition. In fact, it's the only match in a round of 16 which features two undefeated teams going up against each other. I think that's a solid achievement. And especially when you look at the fact that so many teams have gone home. Do you think Uruguay would swap places with the USA? Do you think Belgium would swap places with the USA? Do you think Germany would swap places with the USA? This is the most ridiculous analysis that I've ever seen. And it puts unnecessary pressure on the team. Just because you're the USA doesn't make you entitled to do well at every single major competition. The infrastructure isn't there for you to succeed in soccer. I think soccer's what? The fourth or fifth most popular sport in the country with a league that doesn't attract the top players in world football like it was intended to. After the 1994 World Cup, there was supposed to be a strategy in place for the MLS to be a major football league and it hasn't happened. Instead, it's become somewhat of a retirement home for top names where they'll go to retire for one last payoff when you're looking at the likes of David Beckham and Zlatan Ibrahimovic and rumours that Ronaldo and Messi will come to the MLS to retire. That's not a top league. And US players are now having to go and play in Europe in order to improve, in, in order to play at the top of the game. In fact, we've got more US players than ever playing at top European teams when you're looking at the likes of McKenney and Pulisic and others. So I think USA, US soccer is in the best place it's been for a long time. And they are well set up to do very, very well at 2026. Of course, they need a number nine. They've missed a lot of chances in these games. He's talking about them being impotent in attack without recognising that USA have been involved in a lot of cagey games. They haven't exactly been involved in wide open end-to-end games with the way that Wales play and with the way Iran play. And the fact that they had England on the back foot for 30 minutes and England were the ones settling for a draw, I think that's the most impressive feat yet by, by the USA. So when we're looking at this game against Holland, this is a tough, tough game. And I'm sure if USA exit the competition at the round of 16... There'll be even more criticism for the team and a definite lack of appreciation for what they've managed to achieve. But as I said, Holland are going to be tough. Holland have got a very, very strong record under Louis van Gaal. The Netherlands are unbeaten in 10 World Cup games under Louis van Gaal, winning seven. This is because when they exited under van Gaal in 2014, it was via a penalty shootout to Argentina. That's how they ended up going out. They, in fact, were probably the best team in that competition. They were playing very, very well. Don't forget, Spain came into that tournament as the world champions and Holland smashed them 5-1 in their opening game. Holland were very, very impressive. Van Gaal went on to take the Manchester United job and now he's back as the Netherlands manager. And guess what? He hasn't lost the game since he's taken over and he guided his team to the Nations League semi-final where they won a group featuring Belgium. So this is a red-hot team. They haven't really had to get out of second gear to win the group. They come through with a 2-0 win against Senegal, where Senegal decided to shut up shop for the first 85 minutes before uh, Holland managed to get the breakthrough. They had a lackluster draw against Ecuador, where Ecuador were the better team in large periods. And then they really stayed in first gear for a 2-0 win against Qatar, 
which could have been four, five or six if Holland actually decided to step on the accelerator, but they didn't. So this has been somewhat of a very easy path, very comfortable, very different to what the USA have had to go through. And perhaps the USA will be a little bit more battle tested coming into this round of 16 game. We know that they're very, very difficult to break down. So I'm looking for this to be a cagey game, particularly for the first 45 minutes. USA have yet to concede a, you have yet to concede a goal from open play. And I don't expect Holland to get any kind of early breakthrough here, although I do expect them to dominate the possession of the ball. The Dutch come into this having won 13 of the last 19 World Cup clashes with non-European sides, whereas the US, they've lost 13 of their 23 clashes with European sides at the World Cup. The Dutch have also won seven of their last nine matches going into this. As for the odds, they talked about how the USA were underdogs here, and they are, as we expect. On the money line, the Netherlands are available at 10 to 11, with it being 23 to 10 on the draw, and USA being 3 to 1 underdogs to win it in 90 minutes. As for the tie, the Dutch are the 1 to 2 minus 200 favourites, with the USA available here at 13 to 8. I think the USA definitely have a chance. As I said, Holland haven't looked overly impressive. But they've done what they've needed to do to win games. Perhaps they have a couple of extra gears that they can move up here. As for the US, they'll continue to be difficult to break down. That's because their players have so much energy. They're putting in so much effort to get through these games. But also they showed against England and not just a team that's sitting with a defensive low block. Because at times they were the ones pushing the pace. They were the ones attacking England in that game. The USA also missed a number of chances against Iran before they actually got the goal that put them in front. So this is a team that are creating chances. They did the same against Wales. They're just not putting them in the back of the net. For that reason, I think this game will end up going under two and a half goals. The under two and a half goals is available at four to six minus 150. I think that's somewhat of a lock for me because I don't see this one being settled by by three goals in the game. I think this is going to be a tight game where one of the teams gets the breakthrough and then the other team will be chasing the equaliser and perhaps they'll get it or perhaps the other team will score a second goal and run out 2-0 winners. Obviously, the team more likely to win in that fashion is the Dutch. But this one could go all the way. This could be a 120-minute battle. I wouldn't be surprised to see extra time here. I wouldn't be surprised to see one team getting the lead and one team getting back in it. If USA score first, on the counter-attack or via a set-piece, then it wouldn't surprise me to see Holland forcing extra time. It wouldn't surprise me to see Holland not being able to break the USA down, much like England didn't, and having another nil-nil draw. So I think a goalless first half is also another way to play this game. The nil-nil scoreline at half-time is available for you here at Plus Money. The um, the half-time result being a draw is available at even money. But if you want to take the half-time score as nil-nil, you can take that all away from plus 100 to 6-4, plus 150 here for this game. I think they would be my two selections here for this one. I would look for a nil-nil half-time scoreline with under two and a half goals cashing at the end of the game with a sprinkle on the nil-nil full-time result, which is actually available at a whopping price of 10 to 1 and a very real possibility in this game. If I was leaning towards an overall scoreline, I would think Holland end up getting the breakthrough here with a 1-0 win. 
Both of these two teams have cashed unders in every single one of their games so far, with Holland winning 2-0 twice and having a 1-1 draw with Ecuador, whilst the USA had a 1-1 draw with Wales and 0-0 with England and scraped to a 1-0 win against Aram. The USA have only seen three goals scored across their three games in Qatar, whereas the Dutch have won to nil in four of the last five matches, whilst they scored a single goal against Ecuador, who set up in a similar style to the USA. So I'm expecting a similar type of game, similar type of game to Netherlands-Ecuador, similar type of games to, um, to England and the USA, which was the second game for both of these two teams in their group. And uh, therefore, I think under two and a half goals has to be the standout play here. You have to lay a bit, a little, little bit of juice. But when you look at the data, it makes perfect sense to take the play. And that's available at four to six. Minus 150 here for this game between Holland and the USA tomorrow. Up next, we move on to our second round of 16 game. And the way these games are set up is that whoever plays on a certain day, they will play each other. So the winner of Netherlands and the USA will play the winner of Australia and Argentina. And the following day, you'll see um, France going up against Poland. The winner of France and Poland will go up against the winner of England and Senegal. So we'll get to those games in a minute. We need to cover this Saturday game first, where Argentina are the significant favourites to knock out Australia, who have done phenomenally well to get here with two wins. But ultimately, I believe they were two very lucky wins. And I expect Argentina to advance here. They're the one to five favourites on the money line. It's 21 to four on the draw and it's 14 to one on Australia. The winner of the time market sees Argentina as the one to 14 favourites with Australia available at seven to one plus 700. The odds tell you it's a foregone conclusion. And I actually agree with that. I cannot really make a case here for Australia unless they can pull out a miracle like Saudi Arabia did. I think this will very much be a case of how you bet this, not who you bet on. And I think Argentina to nil would be the play here for this one. This is cashed in the last two Argentina games with the opener against Saudi Arabia being the anomaly. I expect Australia to sit in much like they did against Denmark and much like they did against Tunisia after they took the lead. But ultimately, I think Argentina will get the breakthrough. Argentina have won seven of the last eight games without conceding a goal. And I think they can claim another win to nil here against Australia. Argentina, of course, came into this World Cup unbeaten in 36 games, but failed to tie the world record when they lost to Saudi Arabia. When you look a little bit further back, Argentina have only shipped four goals in total in 12 games in 2022. So I think their well-drilled defence here will be able to keep Australia out. I think they would have learned a lesson from Saudi Arabia. I think that result maybe end up being the best thing for them because it will show them that you can't be complacent against anyone. And I expect no complacency here whatsoever. I expect a professional performance from Argentina and a routine win, either 2 or 3-0 with Argentina advancing without conceding a goal here in this one. Before we move across to Sunday's games, let me take a second out to tell you guys about WinBet. If you're ready to win money and boost your odds, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia. We're bringing excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports bank and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Great promos, odds and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. 
WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100 and get a $100 free bet. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Now, the offer subjects can change. Terms and conditions available at winbet.com. You must be 21 or older and present in the state where play for winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Let me also tell you guys about Underdog Fantasy. We're back with Underdog Fantasy, and if you haven't signed up already, you can get a 100% deposit match up to $100 when you use the promo code SGPN. Just go to underdogfantasy.com and the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit match. That's underdogfantasy.com and the promo code SGPN. So moving on with Sunday's games, we start with the game between France and Poland, where France are the significant favourites to win here. France on the money line are available at 1-3. to three. It's 17-4 to four here on the draw, and it's 10-1 to one here on Poland. I think France are a little bit short here. Other than the opening game against Australia, that haven't really looked convincing. They struggled against Denmark, who are now eliminated from the competition. Denmark scored their only goal of the tournament against France. In fact, both teams to score has cashed in every single one of France's games this tournament. So that would be a little bit worrying to me if I was a French supporter, because with the defenders that you have, when you're looking at Jules Koundé and Rafa Varane and Upper Meccano, they should be keeping more clean sheets, yet they've conceded in every game so far this tournament. I think France should be able to get past Poland without too much of a test. Poland looked pretty lacklustre here against Argentina, but I think France have to massively improve if they want to get past England, if... England get past the test of Senegal, but we'll move on to that game in a minute. France won by three goals against an Australia side who have managed to make it to the round of 16. As I said, Poland were uninspiring in their 2-0 loss to Argentina and they conceded 11 goals across four clashes with Belgium and the Netherlands in the Nations League earlier this year at a rate of nearly three per game. So what that does tell you is when Poland step up in competition, they very much struggle as they've suffered convincing defeats to Belgium, the Netherlands and Argentina. I would consider France a step up in competition. This is an opportunity for France to look good. They haven't looked good really since the opener against Australia. They had impressive periods against Denmark and uh, in the game against Tunisia, they decided to rest all of their teams. I never like it when teams do that. When you have the momentum, just keep on winning. So I do think that was a disruptive move, but I don't think Poland are good enough to take advantage of it. I expect France to advance comfortably here. I think both teams to score does appeal because it has cashed in every game. But ultimately, I do think France will cover the handicap here. So France minus 1.5 on the Asian handicap line at the price of 10 to 11 is my main play for this game. As I think France will do the same as Belgium, as Holland and as Argentina by beating this Poland team comfortably and sending them home from the competition. 
The final game we need to look at is the England game where England take on Senegal. Senegal got through by beating Ecuador in the final game. Ecuador had looked like the best team in the group up until that point. So Senegal showed that they can turn it on. They do have an extra gear. They don't have to be this defensive team that's sitting like they did against Holland. But ultimately... I do expect them to go back to being that defensive team in this game that do sit in and pay England too much respect. And ultimately, I do expect Gareth Southgate to go back to the pragmatic approach. I don't expect to see Foden and Rashford both in the lineup. I hope I'm wrong, but I think Gareth Southgate will take a cautious approach to this game because now it is knockout football. England are the 4-7 to favourites to win it on the money line. It's 29-10 on the draw and it's 13-2 here on Senegal. Qualification odds see England as the 1-4 to minus 400 favourites with Senegal available at 3-1 to plus 300. Difficult to really make a pick on this game until we see the team lineups. If Gareth Southgate does take the cautious approach, then I think we see a low-scoring cagey game with Senegal sitting in, England not being able to break them down until they make some more attacking substitutes trying to win the game. And ultimately, once England introduce those more dangerous players and a little bit more quality, I do think they'll go on to win the game. England have scored nine goals at this World Cup, which is actually already their third highest total of all time behind 1966, where they won the World Cup in 2018 where they reached the semi-final last time out. They've actually won 14 of their 20 competitive clashes with African sides. And so far, they've managed to comfortably beat two nations who have tried to defend deep against them, which Senegal are also expected to do. So I think England should be able to win this game. They do have a lot more quality. Gareth Southgate should start with those dangerous players. Why do we need to start Foden or Rashford on the bench? It was very successful against Wales. I know we ended up winning the game and opening up the game in the second half, but we should have been well up in the first half. We were dominant from start to finish. And um, if England start with the same lineup, then I don't see Senegal being able to live with them. Senegal are a physical team. They will sit in deep. They will look to win the game on the counter-attack, but their most dangerous player is sitting at home. And for me, England are a cut above anybody that Senegal have played so far in the competition. Yes, Holland are a good side, but England have better personnel. England are better than Ecuador and England are obviously better than Qatar. So this is a step up here for Senegal. And I do expect England to pass the test. But as I said, if we do see that cautious, pragmatic team from Gareth Southgate, it may say it may take some time to get the breakthrough. And therefore, if you're not really attracted to the money line price here on England of four to seven, you can tack on England and four and a half goals, or maybe even England and under three and a half goals to give yourselves a much better payout. But ultimately, to summarize these games, I'm not expecting any major upsets from these first four games. I think that Argentina and France should sail through comfortably. I think England may face some resistance from Senegal, dependent on team selection. But I think England will get there as well. You'll be pleased to know the one dog who I do think could bark in this round could be the USA. That's ultimately down to how USA have played so far in this tournament. Nobody expected them to go toe-to-toe with England. Nobody expected to be England setting up defensively for the last half an hour, trying to hold on to a draw. 
I don't think anybody expected USA at this stage to have only conceded one goal in this tournament and not a single goal from open play. Remember, that goal that they conceded was a penalty. So USA are doing very, very well so far and they're going to be difficult to beat. Holland are, need to, Holland are going to need to put out their best performance of the tournament so far in order to get past the USA. And if there is one upset from these first four games... I think it will come in that opening game with USA making it very, very difficult for the Dutch. So that concludes your preview of the first four games. All of those selections were somewhat chalky, but I think we're going to go down a very different path for the next four games that we're going to cover on the next show. The next show will feature the likes of Spain, Portugal, Brazil, All of those teams will be in action on Monday and Tuesday and we'll be covering all of the remaining round of 16 games on the next show. But until then, good luck with all of your bets as always and... you to know that we're going to be back on the moon very soon and someday soon we will plant the american flag on mars it's happening gene it's happening the army brought america's righteous fury down to al-qaeda in afghanistan and cleared the bloodthirsty killers from their caves they liberated fallujah and mosul and helped liberate and obliterate the isis caliphate just recently in syria 100 percent gone this evening we have witnessed the noble might of the warriors who continue that legacy they guard our birthright with vigilance and fierce devotion to the flag and to our great country now we must go forward as a nation with that same unity of purpose as long as we stay true to our cause, as long as we remember our great history, as long as we never, ever stop fighting for a better future, then there will be nothing that America can not do. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
my fellow citizens of the world, ask not what America will do for you, but what together we can do for the freedom of man.